does reverse psychology work? Often we hear, oh, if there's something you don't want your child to do, the best way is to tell them that they should do it. Because if you tell them to do it, then they're not going to do it. I've often heard this cheeky line in Instagram posts. Well, they may be funny and they have thousands of likes, but are they true? Here at the Discerning Parenting Podcast, we also examine common things that we hear about parenting and look at them through the lens of science and child development. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging. Especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. Does reverse psychology work? The Oxford Dictionary defines reverse psychology as the principle of subtly encouraging a behavior by advocating its opposite. For example, there are parents who think, my child does the opposite of everything I say. So they say, okay, if I want my child to eat vegetables, I'm going to say, you're not allowed to eat these vegetables. And then they say, you know, if I forbid them from eating the vegetables, then they're going to eat them. Well, it may make sense, and that's why we don't like to simply use logic or stories to make our parenting decisions. Why? What are the problems with this? Problem number one, there's no evidence that it works. We don't see evidence that if you forbid a child to do something, it makes them more likely to do it. Yes, there may be stories, but that's not what the research shows. And number two, second problem with that is the fundamental belief behind reverse psychology is that kids want to do the opposite of what they're told. This approach already labels kids as bad and naughty from the start. And if we start with this belief that our kids are naturally bad, so we have to quote-unquote stamp the badness out of them, we won't be able to truly connect with our kids. We won't be able to appreciate their strengths and the efforts that they put into actually trying to behave well. And this goes against the fundamental belief of positive parenting, that kids actually want to do what is right if they know how, if what is right is clear to them, and if they are able. And the third problem with this belief is it confuses kids. Just think about it from the perspective of a toddler. I don't get it. Earlier, mom told me not to eat the vegetables. Then when I ate them, she seemed happy and satisfied. Now she told me not to spread the paint all over the walls. Then when I did, she's upset with me. Of course, the toddler won't have the language skills to explain all of this. 
this is similar to what goes on inside their brain. So why is it that sometimes reverse psychology seems to work? When that happens, there may be a gap in communicating what is this that we want our kids to do. Especially if we just keep on saying what we don't want them to do. Don't jump, and then they jump. Don't run, and then they run. Maybe we haven't properly communicated or given them the skills to do what it is that we actually want them to do. Like giving them the skills to walk more slowly instead of running around. Or jumping where it is appropriate instead of where we don't want them to jump. Well, I'm sure you've heard this one before. For example, if I tell you, don't think of pink elephants, what do you think of now? Definitely you're thinking of pink elephants. So if it can happen for us adults, definitely it can also happen for toddlers. And if we say that we don't want them to do something without helping them and without explaining what it is that they should do instead and giving them the skills to actually do it and the support to actually do it, it may seem that they just will defy what we're telling them to do. So instead of simply saying what we don't want kids to do or resorting to quote-unquote reverse psychology, it's much better to clearly communicate what to expect. And to teach kids the skills so they actually can do it. I know it sounds like a long process and it's not an overnight thing, but this is what research actually shows to be effective. And that's the process that we talk about in the tools by discerning parenting. And this is what we help parents with in our coaching programs. So head over to discerningparenting.com slash toolkit. And sign up for our free toolkit with a set of guides for parents of kids age 5 and below. And at discerningparenting.com, you'll also see our different coaching programs and the different ways that we can help you. We'll also have our book, The Discerning Parent's Guide to Toddler Behavior, where we talk about questions like these. And we also talk about questions like, what can we do if our child is not listening? So when you sign up for our free parenting toolkit, you'll also get our mailing list. So you'll be among the first to know when the book becomes available. So be sure to follow the Discerning Parenting podcast so you don't miss any episode and head over to discerningparenting.com toolkit and get your free parenting tools. We'll also link to it in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here with us and we'll see you again in the next episode.